Hi there, Shauna here from Wellness Seeker on your Monday evening with your wellness again the week ahead. So, tonight's topic is a very short, sharp topic. It's not the usual 20 minute video. In fact, we're probably going to get through this in the next five minutes. It's going to be the short, one of the shortest videos that I've ever done. But it's been inspired this week um, by a workshop this weekend on anxiety. And on this workshop, I was asked a question. And I thought the question was really, 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 really telling. And I thought it was worth bringing these because I'm sure the girl that asked the question is not the only one. And in fact, I've asked myself that question. So hello for all of those that are coming on board. Hello, Bridging, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. So the question that I was asked at a workshop was this, is it just me? Am I the only one? It was the how come question. Now, this video tonight is for you if you have ever asked yourself, am I the only one thanks for this? Is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with the way I think? Is there something wrong with the way I feel? Is there something about me that's not quite right? So this video tonight is it for you if you have ever thought like that. Give me a, an indication, a thumbs up or a heart if that has crossed your mind ever. If you have looked around you and thought, I think I'm the only one thinks of this. I don't think there's anybody else that I know that quite thinks this way or feels this way and this is all a wee bit strange. So tonight what we're going to do is we are going to put to bed that myth. So it's not going to be that long of a video, it's going to be very short, but we're going to look at that idea of is this only me. So have you ever said to yourself, have you ever looked around at your friend, have you ever looked around at your colleagues and thought as they were experiencing something or if they were experiencing rejection or if they were experiencing failure or if they were experiencing conflict or if they were experiencing anything that you find difficult, you have to look at them and think, how the bloody hell are they coping with that? How are they even getting through that? If that was me and I faced that rejection, if that was me and I faced that failure, I would be in my bed by now. I wouldn't be able to cope with that. I wouldn't be able to do that. Do you ever stand back and watch your friends or your family or your colleagues deal with stuff that seems to take your breath away, that seems to actually just make you not cope, that actually sends you into a tailspin, sends you to your bed, maybe not straight to your bed, but it sends you into such a tailspin that you can't even breathe for them. But they seem to be able to just skip over. They seem to be able to just manage it, no problem. Does that make sense? Have you ever been in that situation where you're looking around you thinking, oh my God, how are they managing that? I, that would just murder me. Have you ever been in a situation where you're watching somebody kind of get through what is supposedly a difficult 
in for them, but they managed to get themselves out of bed, they managed to drive themselves forward, they managed to get on with their everyday life, they managed to reach the milestones that, that they need getting, and you're saying to yourself, I couldn't, I can't even barely get away at this. I can't even barely cope with what I'm dealing with, never mind what they're coping with. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm weak. Maybe it's just me this way. And there's nobody else that responds the way I do to difficulties like rejection, like failure, like whatever it is that your difficulty is. Does that make any sense? Does that ring a bell? And that was the question I asked at the workshop this weekend. Is it just me? How come other people can get on with their everyday life? How come other people can get up and get over things really quickly? How come other people, it doesn't bother, it doesn't fizzle, it doesn't take a, a, a record? Well, I am going to kind of show you how you are not on your own and how you are on your own it is just you and how it's not just you. So if you hang around for another minutes, we'll kind of bust that open. Because what I know is, and what I know from working with hundreds and hundreds of people at this stage, is that your difficulty is so unique to you. The thing that drives you crazy, the thing that you can't function with, the thing, the nagging, difficult voice, the fear of rejection, the fear of the fear of not, not being loved, the fear of failure, whatever it is you're dealing with, is so, so, so specific to you. The language is so specific to you. The understanding is so specific to you. There's nobody else in this world like you do. Nobody. And the way that you interpret rejection, the way that you interpret failure, the way that you interpret the problems you're having in your life is absolutely uniquely yours. And when you look across at your friend, when you look across at your best have, would you have? I'll repeat that again. They do not have the same thoughts, the same feelings towards the same issue as you do. Why? Because they have their own. There's news. Because they have their own. They have their own, what I call core construct, that gets to them. But it's not the same as yours. It's completely different. Because theirs is born out of their experience, their difficulty, and that is so unique to them. And yours is yours, uniquely, individually yours. So in answer to the question, is it just me? Yes, it is just you. And there's a reason why it's just you. Because this is a specific construct. This is a specific thought pattern. This is a specific set of feelings from that thought pattern in relation to that one difficulty that you have from your experience in this life and your bestie doesn't have it and your work colleague doesn't have it. So they can be confronted by the boss. They can feel the rejection from the boss and you can't. But that does not make you less than. That does not make you worse. 
that just makes this tiny piece yours and your own construct. And theirs is something completely different that you don't know about, that you've never seen, that you've never heard. Because it's so unique to them and they experience it at a different time, at a different space, in a different place. And it's not the same as yours. Now, the other thing then is, so how do people get up and get on with stuff? How do people get over stuff so quickly? How can people cope in everyday world and I can't and I can't function? There's two main reasons for that. One reason is that some people's core constructs, core difficulties, core feelings aren't available to them. Their defense mechanisms have created such a a red ring around them, such a barrier around them, that they have never, ever, ever got into contact with them. They've never seen them, they've never heard them. They will have experienced them, but they'll have shut them down so quickly that they won't hear them again. And they'll just get on with normal life. At some point in your life, if you're experiencing any of these difficulties, you've come into contact with it, you understand it, and it's in your awareness. When something's in your awareness, it's much more difficult to deal with than when it's not in your awareness, especially if you're not getting the healthy shifted. So that's a real, real, real big important piece. Some people's core wounds, core feelings, core aren't available to them. So as you're looking on to them and thinking, God, they have no worry in the world. One, it will be that their worries aren't available as acutely as yours are. Or two, that they have a different worry, completely different worry, and they have never spoken about it or never talked to you about it. So you think you're alone with this one worry. You think you're the only person who thinks and feels like this. Everybody has core wounds. Everybody has those difficult feelings, those difficult stabbing feelings that make them retreat, that make them hide, that make them not want to do things, that make them afraid of stuff like rejection and fear and failure and all that kind of stuff. Everybody has them. Some people aren't available to their awareness, so it can look from the outside that they have it all sorted. They have all the I's dotted and all the T's crossed and their life is perfect. So what I'm really here to say is, yes, stuff that you have is completely yours and totally, and you are completely and uniquely attached to that, and that is okay. But you're not the only one with difficulties. You're not the only one with difficulties. You're not the only one with a sore heart. You're not the only one that has fear. You're not the only one that has a fear of public speaking. You're not the only one that has a fear of failure. We all share those common things. Every single one of us, hierarchy. There is nobody better, there's nobody less than. Because we're human beings, every single one of us have experiences in this world where we're wounded. I don't care if you're a therapist, I don't care what, if you're the tea shop of Ireland, we are human beings. We all get wounded, we all get hurt, we all get sore, we are all in pain. The level in which we cover that pain is the only difference is the only difference. So stop looking outside yourself and thinking that you're that they are different from you, they're better than you because they don't feel this way, they don't react this way. We're all the same. And the sooner we start to understand collectively 
that there's none of us any different, there's none of us any better, that there's none of us with every piece of our SH1P sorted out, the better. Because what that means is that we can collectively come together and support each other to be the better version of ourselves. What's the better version of ourselves look like? Somebody that's not in pain, somebody that's not hurting in this core wound. And when you open up about yours, they open up about theirs. There's a vulnerability that then allows everybody to breathe and communicate that. Because the wellness seeker was never built for perfection. It was built for honesty. It was built for the sharing of hope that this stuff can get better and that they were all the same. And that question in that workshop made me run like this, made me go on the entire run. Because I could hear the pain in that Gerda's voice. I could hear her looking around in whatever situation she was thinking about, thinking she was the only one. She was the one that was wrong. She was the one that was weak. She was the one that was rubbish. She had all of this pain and nobody else seemed to have. So tonight, no, you're not alone. Know that you're not weird. You're not awful. You're not bad. You're not mad. That we are all the same. But the, but the idiosyncratic nature of what we're carrying, the detail of what we're carrying is different. I won't have a fear of rejection. You might. I will have a fear of failure. You won't. And if we look at that and we look at our friends and look at our family and know we're all in the same boat, then we're easier connected and we can easier share our stories and easier get help for what we're dealing with. So on that lovely note tonight, I shall leave knowing that we're all equal and that we're all brilliant and that we're all complex, but nonetheless equal. So hopefully that uh, was of some benefit to these of anybody, anybody that's struggling with any of that tonight. Hopefully that is of some benefit for you. And please share if you feel that this um, will be of use to anybody. So good night for now. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Carla. Thanks, Carla. Hi, Maureen. Thanks, Catherine. Thanks for joining me. And um, if you have any questions about any of that stuff, then please uh, send me a wee message. See you all soon. Bye.